October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, a time to celebrate survivors, raise awareness, and educate ourselves on the importance of breast health. Joining me this morning are my guests. Um, we have Amanda Gujral, Manager of Mammogram to Home Program, and our dear friend Ashma Kanani Musa, breast cancer survivor and executive board member of The Rose. Today we are going to talk about the importance of breast health and learn more about The Rose, a nonprofit breast health organization. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Chai Time. Thank you for And welcome to the new I studio. Know. <laughs> it's beautiful. How are y'all doing this morning? Good. Good. How has the it's a beautiful been? weather. <laughs> yes, yes. How has the weekend been? Pretty good. Just watching the Astros, hoping that they win. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We just want the Astros to go all the way, right? I know. There's, there's hope. <laughs> Always. <laughs> That's right. So, Amanda, you are joining us here first time on Chai Time. Yes, my first time. Yes. Thank you for me. So, let's begin with a brief intro of yourself and how you got involved uh, with the Rose. Sure. So, um, I've been a nurse for about 10 years uh, as a registered nurse and a nurse practitioner, most recently for the last few years. I've been in oncology for half of my life um, as a nurse because it's really what calls to me. Um, both because family um, history of breast cancer and because of the how interesting it is in medicine. Um, and so now with the Rose, since March, I started in March, um, it just kind of found me, honestly. I was just looking around for jobs and um, a recruiter reached out to me about the position and I got to know the Rose. And honestly, I'm been living in Texas or in Houston for 10 years, but I haven't heard of the Rose. So once I heard about that, it was kind of two things that I hold really dearly, nonprofit and breast health. Um, it just, it was like, this is it. This is the place for me. So started since March, starting in the um, mammogram to medical home program. And I see patients that don't have insurance, that don't have a doctor. They can come see me as a provider, mm. do the breast exam, get their mammogram order, and go through the process. And how has the experience been so far? It's, um, it's enlightening, honestly. It's amazing how many women need the services and need our resources. Um, it's a kind of push and pull between letting the women know and educating mm -hmm. about breast health and how important it is, and then just letting them know that we're here because a lot of the time they might have a problem or they might be due for their screening and they're just not sure where to go, especially if they're uninsured or they don't have a primary care doctor. They just let it go and they don't get their mm -hmm. breast looked at or get a mammogram because they're they just say, there's no nowhere for me to go. I can't afford it. Hmm. And so letting them know that we're here for them, we can have them seen, they can get their annual screenings or if they're having any issues, get their services through us. And just because they're uninsured or low resource <laughs> or low income doesn't mean that they shouldn't get care, right? Exactly. Everyone should get the proper care. Correct. Yeah, equally. So, Ashma, hi. You're really? Hard. I know. <laughs> it's okay. We're good. We're good. Yeah. 
Sashma, you have been on Chai Time several times. Yes. And, uh, you know, we have talked about your breast cancer journey. Uh, we've touched a little on the rose as well. But today we'll do uh, more on the, uh, you know, extensively talk about mm -hmm. the organization. But for our new listeners that we have, because now we also have our own podcast. We are on YouTube channel. You guys are so big. <laughs> Sashma, share your cancer journey with us and how you got involved with the Rose. Sure. So I'm now a 15-year uh, cancer survivor this year. And I really feel um, that I found my purpose with my cancer journey. I was diagnosed um, at the Rose as an insured woman. And... Uh, they facilitated everything for me from the biopsy to everything. And, you know, Dr. Dixie Malello is an amazing physician. She's such a dedicated uh, physician to this cause. And her and Dorothy are the two women that started this organization. And now they're serving the whole entire Texas. We have five mobile mammogram, you know, mobiles that go out in the small pockets of, of Texas. So after I uh, was diagnosed, I, um, of course, I went through a little bit of a hardship for a year, having to do a bilateral mastectomy, and then come to find out my uh, cancer was a little bit outside the margins, so they recommended prophylactically I do chemotherapy. And I think that, that was the time when I kind of broke down. I was like, I've done everything, even though they told me to do a, a lumpectomy, I chose to do a complete bilateral mastectomy because this was my second primary cancer. And I just didn't want to take a chance from, you know, just doing a lumpectomy and then watching, the, you know, have them watch me for, you know, every three months. I was like, you know, that does not give me any peace. But come to find out when they did the mastectomy, they said we would have removed your one breast and not do the lumpectomy. So somehow the universe was guiding me. Uh, my faith was guiding me. And I think you really have to go with your gut feeling mm -hmm. about that. But I can't tell you enough that, you know, you should start your um, um, screening mammograms at 40 if you can. I would recommend maybe 38. <laughs> Uh, I started mine uh, early, and this was my third mammogram, and that's when I was diagnosed. So now I'm finished, right? It's a year gone by. Um, it was it was more hard with the children, but I made sure that, you know, I was keeping their schedule as is so they would not scar from this. In fact, I we both me and my husband used this opportunity to really um, come close and and teach them that things do happen and how are you going to overcome that and that's the important part of this and so at the end of my journey i i thought okay what am i going to do with this experience am i just going to keep it to myself or am i going to share this with other women around me especially my community doesn't like to talk about breast cancer and you know mammograms and screening and they they want to avoid they always avoid that subject so that always kind of i thought you know that is a great point to catch in my community and i'm going to start that in my uh place of faith so sure enough uh you know i i don't know i had this this inner strength that came out and i said you know as long as i'm going to help somebody 
I don't care who tells me what, I'm going to do it. And yes, there's a lot of resistance. You know, as women, we always have to prove ourselves in many ways. And this was a subject that was so, like, how do you talk about breasts in the mosque? How do you say the word breasts? Right, exactly. So I talked to my leader, and I guess, again, the universe was aligning everything for me. Doors were opening. And he told me, he said, I, I really love this mission. He says, we need to bring awareness to our community, and I want you to move forward with it. So I called the Rose, <laughs> signed up 20 women at the mosque, and told them that we're going to do the mammogram here. So they kind of felt this kind of a comfort that they don't have to go somewhere, and I was going to be there with them, and I signed them up. And, of course, I had to sort of, it's like giving a kid a candy, you know? <laughs> I gave them all the pink stuff, you know? And, you know, they started trusting me. So we did the mammogram um, at the mosque. It was the day of the mammogram. And, and sure enough, that particular day, our, our imam, our main leader, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Basuni, was out of the country. But he had already given his blessings, and he says, you go move forward with this. So I had a little resistance from other uh, you know, leaders there that day, and they said, no, you're not going to do this today. And I thought, and I just, I got so frustrated. And I thought, no, I am going to do this. First of all, I am not upsetting anybody. Main thing is I'm not upsetting God. This is not something I'm doing that I'm lying or stealing or anything like that. I'm going to make a difference for people. And that's what our faith teaches us. So I told them, I said, just hold it right there. I'm going to go pray. And then I'll be right back. I'm going to talk to you. So sure enough, I did that. I went and prayed my, you know, two rakats in the mosque. And then I, I really asked God, I said, I've got to be strong. I don't care what these people are telling me. They're, you know, whenever you go to like a mosque or a temple, you feel this certain shyness that you can't ask the leader or, you know, there's rules and things like that. But I have already gotten the approval. So I said, listen, this is going to happen today, and I'm going to continue with what I'm going to do with these ladies. They're already ready. They're lined up. The paperwork is ready. I'm going to do it. And he was not happy. So I said, okay. I just put him on the side. I said, I'm going to just move forward with this. And we did, you know, 20, I think we did 22 mammograms, okay. a mix of, you know, uh, insurance and uninsured women. Some women had never had one. They were scared. But once it was done, they felt so comfortable with the Rose team. These are, you know, technicians that are so sensitive. They're, you know, they make sure that culturally, you know, they, they take care of them as far as, you know, how they feel. They talk them through it. And, you know, it was like, it was a celebration at the end. And sure enough, when the, when the um, results came back, there was about four or five that were questionable. Mm -hmm. And those were taken care of. And I felt so good. I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. This is my mission, is to reach out to people. And then I started doing a lot of outreach with chemotherapy women. You know, when you start chemotherapy, nobody really tells you what's going to happen to your body. Yeah, you're going to get this horrible medicine. And, but really, no one really sits down with you and tells you, you know, your nails are going to discolor. 
you're going to have issue with your skin, your hair. Um, you're going to lose all this, you know, eyelashes. And, and so that I would kind of talk to them and tell them, listen, go get some tea tree oil for your nails. Make sure you every day before you and make sure you're drinking enough fluids. I said, if you don't eat, that's okay. But your body needs, you know, fluid. So these small things, I started coaching them. And it, my village is so huge right now. People call me from different states because they tell them, oh, she's a breast cancer survivor, talk to her. And really, that gives me so much hope for me. Even though I'm giving them hope, yeah. but it gives me great hope. And I, I really feel the Rose has given me such a platform and again, you know, I created that event that you all ladies come to, Cats and Henna High Tea. And again, it's a it's a family event. My daughter loves to do henna. And this started in my home. And now it's, you know, and we just talk about breasts over a cup of tea. But to bring awareness in a different way, uh, I think I change it up every year so people don't get bored. And again... It was a success. Why? Because this is God's work. This is good work. And um, and Dorothy kind of aligns her thought process like I do. And she's very spiritual as well. So we sometimes we'll just talk, you know, and kind of get ideas from each other. And truly, she's my mentor. And they've given me a one. But the beauty of the roses, every three women that go there with insurance pays for another uninsured woman now how beautiful is that yeah right yeah. um it's a ministry you're basically giving but how much are you paying for your insurance a lot and then you go somewhere and it's not going uh, this gives you an opportunity yes. to give back to the community so this is what i do this is why i i feel um i'm a survivor but i feel like this is what I needed to do in my life. This is my purpose. I've done a lot of things. I have titles. I have an, I'm an I'm an RN. I'm a coach. I'm a wife. I'm I'm all these things. But this title to give back, it just keeps me going. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and we have done a mammogram at the Rose as well. And uh, you know, honestly, even when we went, that was my first time. So I was scared i didn't know because you hear a lot of stories about you know it's it's painful and right but when the technician came she put us at ease she put me at ease and she was you know like talking to me getting my mind off things and just and then it's a little uncomfortable yes but in the long run you know you're not you're just you're helping yourself we Absolutely. have insurance yep. so we we knew exactly. that the three of us going there it's going to help somebody else out there yes so it, it really felt good when we came out mm -hmm. we were actually we had a nice feeling like yeah oh, we are going to be able to help somebody out there and i'm sure your experience at the rose was very pleasant it was yeah yes as soon as we walked in you know the, at the reception everything and it, it was it was very smoothly done mm. there wasn't you know we, we it was it was good and it was even um at that time still covid was still kind of it's not it wasn't high but it right. was still we had to wear a mask and absolutely like so absolutely. yeah so um you know with the rose uh, t uh 
talk to us about the services that the ROSE provide. And I know you all have a new program as well, which I'd like you all to talk about that too. Yeah, so we cover really everything for the breast, right? So if you need a mammogram, screening mammogram. So if you're 40, you're ready for your screening mammogram, the one that you get every year, um, we provide screening mammograms. But if there's something that looks suspicious or if you come to your doctor and you have a lump or something that feels suspicious, you can get the diagnostic mammograms. So that comes with an ultrasound as well. And so that's just a little more in depth and will help kind of differentiate, oh, is it a cyst versus something to be concerned about? Um, and then if there is something that looks concerning, that looks suspicious, we do the needle biopsies, right? So that's the only way. If you you can have a mammogram, you can have an ultrasound, you can say this looks suspicious, but the only way to diagnose breast cancer is with the biopsy. Send it off for pathology to get tested, right? So we do those as well. Um, our great radiologists and physicians there. Um, and then if you do have a diagnosis of breast cancer, we have amazing navigators. And this is really unique to really any healthcare facility in, in general, but also a breast clinic or a imaging center, right? So the navigators help patients who, if they don't have insurance, if they don't have resources to find them a way into that, what they qualify for. So if it's charity care, Harris Health, Gold Card, Medicaid, getting in, helping them through that process. Cause you can, somebody can say, oh, you have breast cancer. Okay, go find um, treatment, right? And if you don't have insurance and you have to put your whole, you have to go through that whole process on your own first, trying to find insurance and what you can obtain to get coverage to help you through that treatment. So we have navigators to help through every single process and every single step. So it's a lot easier because you're already dealing with that diagnosis. Why would you want to sit back and say, okay, now I have to go through first, getting myself through all the paperwork and all the steps to get insurance or to find coverage. Um, so the navigators help through that and help find the appropriate place to get treatment as well. Um, we're partnered and we have a lot of connections right throughout the city, throughout Houston that we send our patients to. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, our navigators are, they're amazing and they sit with you from diagnosis with the doctor as well. So that day you come in for an appointment, they'll spend whatever time you want to spend 20 minutes and you're in and out if you don't want to deal with it right now or two hours going through diagnosis going through all of those resources that they have for you um so we don't you know diagnose and then say bye go figure it out on your own right no we're here for you throughout because we also follow up so we follow up as you get treatment seeing where you are in stage of treatment follow up with you after for years after to see how you're doing, make sure you're keeping up with your mammograms and your doctor's appointments that you need to be going to after the fact as a survivor, right? Yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's giving me a sign. <laughs> so what are some of the protocols and process for an uninsured woman that comes to the Rose for a mammogram? So if you're uninsured, but you have a primary care doctor or a GYN or a doctor that you can get an uh, order for mm -hmm. from, sorry, then you can call the main line and you can get in and they will qualify you for sponsorship. Okay. So that will be that, that process again will be covered throughout, but you just need to qualify for sponsorship. If you're uninsured and you don't have a, um, 
a doctor's order because you haven't seen a doctor in years. You just go to a clinic once in a while, um, but it's not somewhere that you can consistently get an order. Then you can come to me, get qualified through my program, be able to get your um, order for me, of course, and get your breast exam as well. And so the qualification basically looks like that you need to be a resident here. Okay. You need a photo ID, ideally, um, and be 200% of the poverty line below. And the reason why we keep it at that is because then we want to make sure we can get you into services if you are diagnosed. And Texas, Medicaid, those gold card, everything's 200% and below. Um, in order to, for proof of that is proof of income. Mm -hmm. um, so pay stubs, recent pay stubs, or a self-declaration form okay. or a letter of support. If you don't work and you're just living with somebody who supports you, you just get that letter of support. And so it's a pretty easy, we don't have a lot of barriers because we already know the women coming to us yeah. have faced a lot of barriers and we want to try to get rid of those barriers. So we keep it as minimal as we can, what we can do to get these women in to see us. All right, so let's just go on a short break, and when we return, we will continue our conversation with Ashma and Amanda. And we also have a special guest joining us uh, by phone, and I'm so excited to talk to her. She will be joining us here first time on Chai Time. So uh, do join us back. This is Chai Time on 103.5 Hum FM. Welcome back to Chai Time on 103.5 Hum FM. Uh, for those who have just tuned in, we are talking about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I have uh, I have Amanda here, I have Ashma here from the Rose, and now I'd like to welcome the CEO and the co-founder of the Rose, Miss Dorothy Gibbons. Hello. Hi there. It's so Hel good to be with you today. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing today? Oh, it's a fabulous day, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you and to your listeners. Yes, we are excited, too. It's the first time you're here on Chai Time Show, so we are really looking forward to this uh, conversation with you. Um, you know, Dorothy, I, um, I have read your book, and I want to say it is such an inspiring book, and the book, The Women of the Rose, for people who are listening. And so before we talk about the book first, I'd like you to share your journey and what inspired you to start the rose well you know the rose is 37 years old now and we started in the mid 80s when there was the oil bust that was happening throughout texas and that was a time of uh, great loss many many people were losing their jobs they were losing homes people did not have insurance or they had just lost it and at that time, Dr. Dixie Melillo had started at uh, Bayshore Medical Center, where I worked, and she had begun doing many, many community presentations about breast cancer, the importance of early detection, and how, it can, and how a mammogram can save your life. But what we continued to see were women coming in with advanced breast cancer. Now... You know, I cannot describe how how difficult it was for those women to even find help if they were uninsured. And and when I say advanced breast cancer, we're talking about stage four that has actually fungated through the skin, actually come out. It is so far advanced, and there's not many options for women at that stage. So we 
Dixie and I met Rose Kushner, and she was our inspiration. She told us to quit educating and go find a way to serve the women with mammograms. And uh, so, in essence, we did. And uh, she is our namesake, and that's how we started. We started with a donated uh, top-of-the-line mammography machine, a little bitty center that was 915 square feet, we uh, had a bachelor's auction to raise money <laughs> to get going, and here we are 37 years later and still trying to deal with the same issues that we were in the mid-'80s. Wow, that's amazing. And um, the rose has come a long, long way from when you started it to now where it is, like in terms of technology and, uh, you know, like all different kinds of services that you provide. I have been uh, talking to Amanda here and Ashmar, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we've touched on some of the services that you all provide for uh, women with uh, with breast cancer. So that is just amazing work. And I was just telling um, telling the ladies here that we also went to the Rose to get a mammogram done and how everything was done so smoothly and we were so comfortable. It was my first time, so I was nervous. But after, you know, walking us through the whole process, it was really, um, you know, it was really nothing when you really think about that. And um, the three of us that went, we have insurance so it really felt good that we um, are able, you know, hopefully able to help one person, one uninsured uh, person get Oh, absolutely. Program. And, you know, good for you. I mean, that that's really taking time for yourself and doing something for yourself that actually can save your life. I mean, when we catch breast cancer early, you know, it's 98% curable. You have a survival rate that is better than any other cancers. So... You know, we can't stress enough that that mammogram makes a difference. Yes, absolutely. So, Dorothy, um, regarding your book, The Women of the Rose, I actually have the copy here. So I'm going to show everyone here because we are on Facebook Live and it is on Amazon. And I actually have your autograph, too. <laughs> and I'm so happy. I'm so, like, excited. So I did read the book. But um, tell us about your book and what can we learn? What can, you know, anyone who's thinking of getting the book or uh, reading the book, what can we learn from it? Well, now I'll tell you what the readers have told me. They've okay. all said this is a book that anyone who ever thought about starting a nonprofit or had, you know, that cause in their heart to do something should read. Because, you know, so many times nonprofits start very, very uh, small and with not a lot of resources and it's easy to get discouraged. But you just, you know, as long as you stay focused on the mission that you intend and that you started with, it, it just is such a, a rewarding area to be in and something that you'll never, ever regret. So that's what they've told me. They've also told me that they're very surprised with the stories of the uninsured women yeah. who had no other resources and no place to turn. And it's those of us who have insurance just don't realize all the many barriers that a woman can face in trying to, to get a mammogram. It's not just that she doesn't have the money or doesn't have insurance. It's also about transportation, and it's about cultural barriers, and it's about everyone else is more important. They put themselves last. 
And believe me, I I deal with the same things. You know, when it comes to taking care of others, I'm good at doing that. But taking care of myself is not not always uh, top of my mind. So I I really I really get it. And I think I think finally it is a story of the importance of women in general. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a society that after you get a certain age. It's almost as though women are go invisible. You know, it's like if you get beyond childbirth, all of a sudden, what are you, quote, good for? And I think when I wrote the book, I felt a deep, deep passion to reassure women, no matter what your age, that you have much value and you have such worth and so much experience to share with the world. Yeah, and we have Ashma here who is doing that, and she has continued yeah. doing that as well. She's just listen. She brings... I'm her favorite. I'm her number one fan, so. <laughs> and I'm right behind you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I told you I have a big village. <laughs> um, so, Dorothy, let's talk about your podcast, which, by the way, has a great name. Let's talk about your breast. <laughs> and I have heard yeah. a couple of the episodes and it, it's it's so wonderful because um, you the, the guests that you have uh, come from different walks of life. There are, you know, and I really want you to talk about that. So first, tell me, how do you find people? How do you how do people find it first, uh, your podcast? And then share with us some of the guests you've had on the podcast. Okay, so anywhere that you might listen to a podcast, you can find ours. Okay. Now, remember, we're only a year old in doing this, so you have to type in, let's talk about your breasts, but it'll come up on Spotify, on uh, Apple, on any of the places where you normally listen to podcasts. And if you don't listen to them, then go to our website, because every single episode is listed with an easy click and link to it, and you can hear it from there. Every single episode has its own page, so you can go and find out a little more about, you know, our guest. And I really, uh, I'm, I think this was probably one of the best things we have done at the Rose in a long, long time, because we, like you said, we are covering different aspects that impact women and breast cancer and men and breast cancer, but it, it goes beyond that. Uh, I have discovered out of the 25 breast cancer survivors that I have interviewed, every experience is different. And I can't stress that enough. You know, when you listen to our women who have faced it, who are still facing it, who are in treatment, out of treatment, you soon learn that this is a very different experience for everyone and and i think that is encouraging because many of our guests have been very um transparent and very open genuinely open about saying gosh this part of of my experience was not that good this part of treatment was really hard to do this part and you know when you find out that someone else has gone through the same experience then i think it makes it a little easier no matter what it is that we're up against. Our two men, breast cancer uh, survivors, have been absolutely uh, 
incredible in their discussions and again being very open and how they handled it how their family handled it how they handled it at work and then our supporters i have been brought to tears more times than i care to even list when i hear why someone goes out and and raises money for the rose they all have someone they love that they lost or they have some some aspect of their life that they remember being uninsured and not having any options, and they want to make sure that what they do helps another woman. And so whether it's a supporter of the Rose, whether it's um, the, uh, the survivor or even our employees, and oddly enough, our employees talking about what it means to have a mammogram or to um, – do any of of the things that you need to do in this breast cancer uh, experience have been incredibly popular, and people really enjoy listening to them. I think I've covered all of them. What, you've taken a look at it. What do you think? Uh, yes, you have. You have. Um, there was the podcast also where we have Ashma's family there, where Dr. Musa oh, talks about yes. you know being the spouse, taking care of his spouse, and also the the children. Um, you know, so that is also such an uplifting story because it affects the entire family as well going through mm-hmm. this cancer journey. It does. Yes. And, you know, we cannot, we could not do enough on caregiving. Yeah. I mean, it is as though we, at any point in anyone's life, they may wind up being a caregiver. And that's one of those jobs. I use that term loosely, but it's one of those jobs no one has training for you don't know what you're getting into and it's very a time of being very alone and very afraid in different ways than the patient so yes those have been some of my favorite favorite sessions yeah it's it's wonderful and people you know our listeners if y'all do want to uh you know, I really encourage you all to listen to the podcast. And the name again is Let's Talk About Your Breast. It's it's really an amazing podcast. And um, I just started listening to it recently. And I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I must say. <laughs> There's such valuable um advice and uh, valuable stories and there's so much we learn uh, from you know everyone's journey we learn we always learn something from each other for sure (laughs) so um, what advice would you give women when it comes to breast health you have been doing this for many years and you know Mm -hmm. I there are a lot of our listeners tuned in today so your advice would be truly valuable you know, I don't, I, I don't think women need another lecture, <laughs> and and I say that in in the most loving manner because we know, we understand that we need to do certain things to take care of ourselves. I do think what what women need is encouragement. Our lives are so consumed, so busy, so full. But my one encouragement to any woman who's listening is take that time to take care of yourself. You're not going to take care of anybody else if you're not around. And having that mammogram is only one thing that you can do to take care of yourself. Um, You know, I, I came from a family that lost its mother 
to cancer at a very young age. And I know what happens to a family when there is no mother there. So, you know, she is the, she's our foundation. And I just, I just encourage women to take care of themselves. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for make, uh, you know for joining us this morning. I know you're busy. It's a busy time. October is a busy time um, <laughs> for y'all. <laughs> and I truly appreciate you taking this time out and oh, talking to us. It, it is such an honor to talk to you. And thank you for oh my goodness. Yes, and thank you for making a difference to so many lives. Truly, you are. Um, um, you know, you are, I know Ashma always says that you are her mentor, but you are, you are such an inspiration. Your passion, your determination is truly inspiring. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for those <laughs> words. It's been my pleasure, believe me. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you again you soon. Too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> yeah. She, she is... She hasn't stopped. No. Right? And she's still going strong. It's only that itself speaks volumes for all of us. Right. Like, you know, you it does not matter what age you are, you just have to keep going and and she was always making those changes. There's always she's an inspiration, really. She is. Just keep moving forward, keep you know For a minute I felt this whole room just women empowerment. More power to women. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) And we need to support each other and, you know, lift each other. You know, that's how you move forward. You can't just be the leader all the time. You have to make others leaders. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we did talk about Hats and Henna, which is such a fun event. We always look forward to that. We get dressed up all fancy, (laughs) but we also have a good time learning and we hear stories Mm -hmm. and it, you know, we get inspired with all of that. So are there any other upcoming events? Yes. So part of the other outreach that I do, I, uh, you know, serve on the uh, board of uh, IACAN, which is Indian American Cancer Network. Uh, I served uh, for, I've been serving, I I forgot now how many years. I just keep doing it, yeah. But uh, I was their vice president and I decided and I spoke to the board and they're so gracious. You know, I said, why don't we, uh, you know, come together with the Rose and reach out to our South Asian women. And uh, we created this breast health program for South, specifically for South Asian women where if they call us and they don't have insurance, uh, we navigate that through the rows okay. and the the mammogram gets paid. So I really encourage you, if you know anybody that's a South Asian descent, please reach out to IACAN. Um, I am doing with them a first breast health program this Sunday. Okay. So I'm hoping that, you know, People will come out and learn more about the Rose and ICANN. ICANN is an amazing uh, organization where, um, you know, we we reach out to so many people. We do so many educational programs, uh, awareness. Uh, we have an incredible team. We get calls from all over when people want a second opinion if they're having issues with, you know, a ride or if some, you know, someone family is going through, you know, they can't 
cook for their 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 loved ones because they're so busy taking care of them so it's it's really um a, another organization that is very close to my heart and um they are we are having our program on sunday october 29th between 3 p.m and 5 p.m at, at las tios restaurant and Amanda will be one of the speakers, and we have Dr. Uh, Tamarissa. She's amazing. She will be speaking as well. They will be survivors there. We're going to have some giveaways, and it's going to be a fiesta, yeah. a pink <laughs> fiesta. So please, I encourage you uh, to join us. The tickets are only $50, which goes towards this breast health care uh, program. And... Um, you know, if you know anybody that is South Asian descent, Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, Sri Lankan, Nepali, uh, from Bhutan, Maldives, or Afghani, mm -hmm. please refer them to IACAN, and we will take care of their screening mammogram through the rose. So, um, and again, you know, IACAN is, uh, their their mission is to... Coping, caring, and connecting. Okay. You know, and it's a beautiful organization. Yeah. So I hope that we'll see you on Sunday with the fiesta. You yeah. can wear all the pink you want. Everything pink. Yeah, everything, everything pink. pink. Yes, yes. So um, I just wanted to put that out there. But the main thing is that we need to encourage, and I know this radio show is for South Asians. I hope that they will take advantage of this message and they'll spread the word for us. Yes, that's wonderful. So uh, before we wrap up, any uh, message, any advice to our listeners and uh, people who are watching us live? Yeah, Amanda? I'll say a couple of things. So to be worried about your mammogram, if you haven't had one before, um, you know, I wouldn't call it painful. I don't want you to be worried that it's painful, right? It's uncomfortable. Um, if you come to the Rose, please come to the Rose for your mammogram. If you do, we have the top of the line technology. So we have rounded plates. We have, um, uh, mammogram machines that aren't, it used, they used to be like hand cranked basically to put pressure on. Now, none of that. Now it's all computerized. So the pressure is a lot less than it used to be. I've been getting mine done for 10 years and I can tell you it's improved greatly. Um, you know, you're going to be hugging that machine. It's a few seconds, maybe a minute of being uncomfortable to save your lives. It's very worth it. Okay, so you can, and our techs are amazing. They'll keep you comfortable, walk you through everything that, every step that's happening. And at the end, you'll say, oh, that's it? Okay, great. You know, <laughs> and then you'll know, you'll know your health status, you'll know your breasts, you'll know, be able to know what's going on if there's an issue. The other thing is very important is do yourself breast exams every month, okay? Every month, because if you know your breasts, then you know what's different, you know what's wrong, you know if something's changed, you know if you feel a lump, but you're looking for changes in your breast, a lump, um, skin changes, nipple changes, anything that feels off or abnormal, and you wanna do that every month and look at yourself in the mirror, look at your breasts in the mirror as well. Um, knowing your breasts and knowing your body is staying in tune to that, basically will help you recognize if something's wrong and don't wait on it. Just ask your doctor, come see us if you think that there's an issue. Um, and then again, Dorothy brought it up, but men can also get breast cancer, right? So we don't do annual mammograms starting at 40 with men, um, but men we encourage to do breast exams once in a while, feel, 
make sure that there aren't any bumps or lumps or anything that you're concerned about or any changes. If there are, you can get a mammogram. Men can get mammograms. Um, we just don't do them on an annual basis because it's about one in 833 men that get breast cancer a year versus one in eight for women, right? So that's why we do ours more often. But men have breast tissue and they can also get breast cancer. So very important for the men in the lot in the audience and yeah. men in women's lives as well, that not just women are doing it. Yeah. I'm glad you touched on that about men also can yes. get breast cancer because, you know, we don't think about that every time when, you know, when it's breast cancer awareness month, it's always the women, right? right that is showcased or we talk about. So right. thank you for mentioning that as yeah, well. And, uh, one of the podcasts is, um, uh, that was done by a uh, person. Yes. He's a, he's a male. Yes. So sometimes, Men completely don't want to talk about this. Right, right. So um, really we encourage that uh, to get, make sure that, and, and usually I've seen a lot of the men, when they do get breast cancer, it's quite aggressive, you know, so. In later stage, yeah, yes. because they didn't catch it because, you know, they're men. <laughs> they're not necessarily paying attention or going to the doctor when they should, right? Right. <laughs> they talk about everything else, everything about else. the health issues, but yes. not the breast. Right. Yes, it's still a little taboo, I think, and we are working towards, you know, getting rid of that yeah. um, connotation of male breast cancer being taboo or being something that you should be ashamed about or talking about because it's important again to get that word out there for everybody to be aware about. Yeah, absolutely. Ashma, anything else? Well, first we of all, I want to thank you, ladies. Every year, every mm -hmm. Monday, you bring some amazing awareness, and really, I am so proud of you. Uh, you guys are part of my sister village, and I really, really, um, I feel so good that I've met you guys. But other than that, I think, you know, we're mothers. Some of us are mothers, are going to be mothers. Make sure when you have your daughters to teach them how to do a breast exam when, you, you know, they're getting to that puberty stage and things like that, because it's very important that they learn how to do that very early. So we can really catch it early. This year, um, you know, I do a support group, and unfortunately I lost a, a very young lady, 28 years old, with breast cancer. And unfortunately it was uh, because her mom had it, her aunts had it, but she was such a fighter, but at the end, it, you know, life ended for her. So I really encourage you to do that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for joining us here thank on you. Chai Time. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for joining us here on Chai Time. We shall see you again, same time, same place, next week.